Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in 76ers with your hosts, former 76ers point guard Eric Snow and two Sixers fanatics in Marcus and Tasia Dash. Believe in 76ers is presented by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines, including the latest player reports for this year's pro basketball playoffs. BetOnline is always your sports information headquarters this season as we have you covered for all your sports wagering needs. Basketball, MLB, NHL, right to UFC, and boxing. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games you can play right from your home. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use our promo code, that's BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Believe in 76ers podcast. I'm Marcus Dash here with legendary point guard Eric Snow and my brother for the first time on the on the show together on the same screen. Yeah. Uh, Tasia Dash, all, all the way from uh, Budapest, Hungary. Um our guy, we mentioned it last week. He was getting married. Now this guy's officially off the market. Ladies, I know he's out. Yep, done. <laughs> Congratulations, thanks, Bell. Tell tell them my beautiful best man speech. I, I had an amazing best man speech, Eric. Well, if he got to tell me, if, if you got to tell him to tell me, then he yeah, can, he can wait. He's nudging me about it. <laughs> um, it was pretty good. I think it was. I think he improvised it, which is cool. It wasn't like one of those planned, you know, looking at his phone ones. So I give him credit for that. Um, he did preface it by saying it was going to be short, and it wasn't that short. So then I was like, "That's the short version. What the hell is the long version going to be?" Still talking. <laughs> and half the audience there. Um, oh, that, was, that was the tough part. Half the audience there didn't uh, speak English. They only speak Hungarian. So, um, so we had like a translator that I had to translate uh what he was saying but that kind of breaks it up he's you gotta stop every like you know every like three sentences he had to stop which kind of got him out of his rhythm but you know he, you know young on he did, he did a decent job there <laughs> good job man <laughs> thanks eric <laughs> um yeah so uh seems like that's what you were waiting for so you know good job Hey, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get it, we'll get the video on our youtube channel <laughs> there we go we recorded it so we got we, we got the, we got the full thing um, and I, and I did preface it was going to be short, but I was, I was making fun of your other thing you sent me. Cause you remember you said, he sent me like a video. I think he was worried about my best man speech like two weeks ago. It was a guy kind of like highlighting like what to do in a best man speech it was like what not to do really what not to do, but yeah. like give a toast and be done with it. And I was kind of like mocking that a little bit. I mean, you know, he said, just keep it short. Don't go into too many personal stories about, you know, yeah. you and the brew or bride or, or groom, just keep it short, keep it respectful, you know? I, I, I thought you'd appreciate it. I wasn't telling you how to do it that way. No, I, I thought you were like, I thought it was like a subtle hint. No, like, it wasn't a subtle this. hint. I was just saying, I guess it's an interesting little tutorial he's given on it. <laughs> so, got it. Um, well, enough about Tage's way. And there's a lot to we get, get. We get a little more brotherly when we're next to each other. That's, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Different dynamic. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, lots to get into. Um, so much stuff. We actually had a, we were supposed to do our show earlier on the week. We had a whole like layout of how that was going to go, but we've had to pretty much scratch all that stuff with all the stuff that's come out in the last 24 yeah, hours. Yeah. Um, okay. So first topic tonight, we're going to go with the 
James Harden, the latest on the James Harden, I guess now, um, uh, not sweepstakes anymore. What would you even call that? I guess it is sweepstakes. Not for us, though. It's someone else's sweepstakes. Yeah. Um, but uh, so a lot of new reports. Uh, so I'm going to try to recap this as best as I can. So James Harden reportedly very upset uh, with the way the Sixers have handled uh, his possible free agency, and he made it known uh, for Sam Amick. So he opted into a one-year $35 million contract for the upcoming season. So the Sixers could have an easier time finding a trade partner, which is what they're apparently doing. So my question to you guys is simply, what do you make of all this? Do you think the Sixers mishandled the Harden situation or is Harden's group trying to save face because Houston didn't want him in the end and there really isn't a market for him in free agency? Um, so do you think Harden is traded sooner or later? Um, and is there a possible way the Sixers and Harden could kind of, you know, patch things up a little bit and let the season and play out one more year together? So, uh, what do you guys think about this entire situation? Well, if what's being said is true, um, I do not see him coming back this season. Um, I think the hard part in moving him would be who you're moving him for. Um, are you bringing back players that are also on the one-year deal? So I think the moving of his contract is going to be a little tougher than I think people realize because of that situation. Um, if he doesn't return, you know, and, and and like I said before, I think it's all about the number of years. Um, so I think he, in my opinion, I can see him being disappointed signing the deal that he took um, in a year. way giving the team a favor yeah. and then not being, you know, taken care of now, especially with the season that he had. I can see I can see him being upset about that. Um, but from a Sixers standpoint, you, everything points to them kind of trying to lower the cap, get caps flexibility, um, putting certain guys or looking for something in free agency around Maxi and um, obviously Joel. Um, so I, I just don't see them committing long-term, maybe past another year. I just, I, I think they might've signed James for one year at a max, but you probably wouldn't take that. Like I can, I can see them doing that. Um, so that's why I feel like it was the years. If if it's if it's a split, the years is what caused it. There's a big split in the uh, uh, Sixers fan nation about just we're not going to have a better team without him. Just give him the money. Just like you know, cave. As a fan of the Sixers, are you happy Maury kind of stood his ground and didn't just cave to his old friend James and give him the money because it is the best option and the easiest option? Well, I mean, that's kind of hard to say because we don't know what the offers were. We don't know what what you're gonna get. You know, one, you don't know what the offer is is or was to James, so we don't really know if uh, in our fan opinion. If it's fair. Yeah. Um, so we don't really know that. So it's kind of hard to say. Um, and it also is 
if he is moved to another team, what what are you getting back? Yeah, that's yeah. I guess it's the second part because of it, right? That's, because that's all of that will sort of thinking back, not comparing it to the Ben Simmons situation, but comparing you know thinking back to that. People were to the point where and where, where Ben was kind of understanding that Ben's eventually going to go, but it was always about, well, what are we going to get in return? Mm-hmm. Um, and James came, <clears throat> and you got rid of, what, three guys to get him. So he came here, and James played well. I mean, the teams just didn't go <laughs> further than they did before. As far as you wanted them to. Um, so... I don't know, man. It's tough, man, but with where you are, it's, it's almost like I guess we have to ask ourselves a question and, and be honest about it. If James was to sign a one-year deal or two-year deal and come back, um, do you think we would do any better than we did like this past year? We pretty much have to run it back with the same team. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, you, you have to – like that's what I'm saying. We have to be honest with ourselves and 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 ask, would we? Would, would we? Things go our way. We could have beaten Boston and played Miami. I mean, we had a chance to do that. We had two chances to do that. Yeah. Yep. So, you no, know, can't say we would have beaten Miami. Like we just can't say that. Yeah, of course not. Um, but we had a chance to do it. And it didn't happen. I think now the business of basketball is taking over. Yeah. And and that's what I think it's just coming down to, the business side of basketball. You got to realize that, and I've said it before, the age. I mean, if you look at James, you look at Russ, you look at Chris. Sure. Yeah. Like, those guys, we know they can all still play, but now all of a sudden – when they were the number one options and they were younger, teams didn't have a problem signing those guys. And the new without, cap rules. Without any hesitation. And, and the new cap rules don't even come into play yet. That's why years is important. Because yep. going down is when the when those new rules really kick in. And that's why you're seeing guys just get moved and you're like, why are they doing that? Well, some of it is the new rules. Yeah. Which is, it's crazy because. So when you look at Golden State, who trade, you you know, I know people have been negative about Jordan Poole this year, but not last year. Um, You know, Golden State trades, they're young, second best scorer, that's 24 years old or whatever, something like that, for Chris Paul, who's who's older and at the end of his career. Chris also in the last year of his deal. And you have that flexibility. And you have to sign Draymond, re-sign Draymond, and you just can't pay Draymond and Clay. And we have Clay. You just can't. They can't do it now in a new climate. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you. I guess you could. You, you just have can, but you, zero flexibility. You, you, you zero can, flexibility. but you'll be paying more, and you won't have. You'll be restricted, and you won't have the ability to still go out and get players to. Yep. Improve your team like you did previously. Yeah, it is it is definitely hindering your 
your job as a GM to, to go out there and, and field the best team possible. It's, it's their big changes. They, I think they finally got it yesterday, right? The full like yeah. 600 something page rule book on the new CBA, which is crazy considering they get it like two days before free agency or day before free agency. Nuts. That's crazy, man. I, I think that's, that's like unheard, unheard of. Um, Do they know why, why it took so that's long. Why they, that's why the lawyers make the big bucks. Yeah, I don't know why, to be honest with you. The lawyers and the cap guys make the best time to finagle it. That's their job. Is that done on purpose, Eric? Do you know why that was given to them like a day beforehand? Is that like, is that giving them less time to kind of like try to find loopholes in it? Or is it just. Well, I mean, it's, 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 it's a two days before free agency, but it doesn't kick in until next year. Oh, okay. Not this, not this free agency. So technically, yeah, they, they got it a year before it takes effect it has some impact on this there's some changes like the 125 to 110 percent rule that changes at yeah but that's not that that's stuff that that was already they already knew so they're not reading that then figuring it out the things that apply for this year trust me they already know yeah but if you're signing someone to do a three or four year deal it will impact that new cap right so I mean, yeah, if you're doing a one-year deal, then yes. Yeah, so yeah, but if, but if, if, if you were signing the guy to a three- or four-year deal, that's negotiation on his part. He's not – the player in his age is not going to come and say, well, you know what, since you guys got different restrictions, I'm going to take a one or two. Oh, they don't care. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, yeah. What difference does it make with, with that rule book? It doesn't apply to the player. Yeah, that's why it's crazy for <laughs> the GMs to be getting this now. It'd be like – Yeah, but the GMs – knew. I mean, I'm saying they knew enough about the restrictions that they yeah. – they they though they aren't doing their job, and the lawyers and the accountants and the the numbers guys aren't doing their job if they're just getting this information and dissecting it now. Trust yeah. me, the league is not. They just opened it up to everybody, but it's hard for me to believe that the teams just got this information and they agreed to it with the collective bargaining agreement. So if you yeah. agree to the collective bargaining agreement. And you just seeing this and talking about we didn't know it, then how'd you ever agree? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is definitely true. Yes, yes, yeah. Um, as far as the Sixer stuff go, before we go to the next topic, um, I think it's crazy because more than any other player and GM combo, it's such a unique thing to have with a, a GM and player that have such a history together. It's not a normal situation, right? It's not like any other player in GM. These guys have been together for a long time. He's the guy that made that – Maury's the guy that made that huge trade to bring him to Houston and made his name pretty much as a GM with that trade. Um, Harden became Harden in Houston, who he, who he you know, eventually got to become. Um, and then he brings him over again to Philadelphia – he takes they have, he takes that deal the sweetheart deal the the two year the one and one, and then now this it's just it's crazy to see the evolution of this because of all people and I said this to Marcus like I think a week or two ago, whatever more he does, especially if he decides against signing him, it really shows you how brutally honest he's being with himself about where he thinks James. I don't necessarily say where James is tomorrow or, or this next season. I don't think it's going to be a big, a huge difference in play from last season, but where he thinks Harden's going to be in like two to three years from now, right? So I'll give you, I'll give you two factors on, on 
what you said that changes the, the dynamic. One, Joel Embiid is your number one option. Yes. James Harden. Two, James Harden is not the young mid-20s that you traded for. Yep. So those two dynamics right there is what's different. Well, Maury yes. is still Maury, and James is still James. But with that situation there, it's a different dynamic. It's like yep. you're not you're not looking at it and saying, "Well, he got to have James." I mean, James in some ways is the third option. Yeah. So definitely looking definitely looking forward, he is for sure. So 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 that's the lens that Maury has to look through. Yeah. And I don't know if he's necessarily really making that call. That's what I'm saying. Like he's the president GM and he's making the call to put the team together. But Joshua Harris and crew are the ones that's making that call. Yeah. The final stamp. So Maury has to give them the plan and say, if they do this, then we won't be able to do that. Yep. If we sign him long, then we will lose flexibility with this. Josh Harris and his crew look at it. I'd rather have this plan over here. Yep. I'm not saying that's what happened. I'm giving you an example of how. Sure, sure, sure. You know what I'm saying? That's how That's how you can get to this point. And that's why I'm saying it may not always be Duramori making that decision. Yeah. But if there's anyone I trust in the situation to judge Harden, I would say him and the fact that I think I tweeted out yesterday. I mean, in, in, in a weird, dramatic, stupid way, it's almost like someone telling their mate, "Like, I'm just not in love with you anymore." Like, we, I think we. I'm. I'm just saying. Like, I think it's just coming down to <clears throat> age, years, and and where he's at in years. It's, that's just what it is. Yeah, we have a number. We have a number we're comfortable with. That's it, I think. Just like James has a maximum that he ha- he can get, I thought the Sixers had a maximum that they would pay. Yep, and it just it's that far apart, I guess, to the point where he's like, "All right, opt in and trade me." Isn't it funny too? Yeah, like I last just year, I don't see. I don't really see. Like James is in Philly, but we all know he's a West Coast guy. <laughs> he's yeah. a South guy. You know, being in Houston, none of us really looked at James and be like, he could be a long-time Philly guy. Like, none of us mm-hmm. really looked at him like that. Um, yeah. It always felt like it was a trial. Yeah, like a short-term thing. Like, that's yeah. how it always felt to me. Like, it could last three or four years. I wouldn't be surprised if it only lasts one or two. Yeah. Um, yeah. Isn't it funny, too, like last year – it's funny with the NBA. He opted out, and that meant he was staying. But this year, he opted in, and that means he's gone. <laughs> like it's just funny how that works, right? Like yeah. that's what came out right away. He opted in. That means they're working on a trade right now. Whereas last year, when you saw the headline "opted out," everyone's like, "Who is? Are you going to leave?" And I was like, "No, no, no. That means he's staying." It's like I don't know anymore. <laughs> NBA yeah. man. Yeah. Well, we'll find out. Well, regardless, I mean, Harden, you know, helped us get out of the whole Ben Simmons situation. So he served his purpose, you know, one or two yeah. years. It was, it was a fun, uh, see, uh, you know, two years with him. And, you know, he got us out of Ben Simmons. 
240 points. I'd still rather be – I'd still rather have to trade hard on a one-year deal than Simmons with three years left on that deal because that's a much harder thing. They're going to have to attach, like, picks to that to trade. But we also gave him picks, so yeah, there you go. He's looking pretty good in the gym again. Yeah, he's working out hard. <laughs> Knocking down jumpers. He looks like he, yep. he looks like he could be a pro wrestler. He's nice, like, nice physique. Looking pretty Jacked good. Jacked up. There you go. <laughs> He'll look good in those pink outfits on the sidelines again. Yep. Um so uh <laughs> so more on the uh the Harden front. So obviously more rumors are circulating about where Harden will land. Uh, so this is where I guess the James Harden sweepstakes continues. Um, so the Clippers have been mentioned along with the Knicks and even the Suns. But for the most part, they appear to be a package of players instead of a star swap. But interestingly enough, before we came on tonight, uh, Jake Fisher of Yahoo Sports indicated that the Sixers are working on trades outside of the L.A. area. And he mentioned Chicago as a possible trade partner with Philly acquiring Zach Levine and or DeMar Rosen. Yeah, he, worded, he worded that really oddly when he said that. Yeah, yeah, it's like a, I don't know if it was and or or the one or the other. I don't know what that was. I think I, yeah, people online if they were it's a, if we if it is both, it would be a Tobias involved yeah, in that trade. Yeah, it would have to be. Um, earlier uh, Kevin O'Connor proposed a package of Terrence Mann, um, Norman Powell, uh, Nicholas Batum, Robert Covington, and two first round picks for uh, James Harden and PJ Tucker. Uh, but most Philly fans are holding out for Paul George, of course. Naturally. Um, so my question to you guys is, if a Clippers deal does uh, go down, do you think it'll be for a star or a package, including picks? Um, obviously, would you guys be disappointed if it's not Paul George and it is the package of players that Kevin O'Connor alluded to? Um, and then as far as the Chicago trade, uh, what do you guys think about that? those potential uh, rumors of uh, those going around? Um, so yeah, it's coming down to, would you rather have a, a plethora of players to surround a Maxi and Embiid or a star, either Paul George or Zach Levine, uh, to pair with those guys? Um, I only can see them doing the package if, if it gives them the cap flexibility that we talked about. Um, the package doesn't necessarily give you what let me see the enthusiasm and excitement going into the season it no it does not it doesn't give you that um, it gives flexibility though i think batum's it, got it, one year left and i think covington's got one year left yeah so so from that standpoint to give you that it doesn't necessarily the man and I think that you can you know depending on what happens with tobias you could probably make that work. You give yourself some depth and, you know, you just, you know, you got Joel and Joel had to stay healthy and you can work around him. We've seen teams like Miami, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Prosper like that. True. Um, you know, to this, to the certain point, Denver did, you know, with Murray and Jokic. Um, so that's possible. I think if you want to make a, you know, a splash. Obviously, Paul George would probably, out of the names mentioned, would be the bigger splash. Yeah. Um, but then you're bringing in, a, you know, a more injury-prone guy than probably Joel. Um, and the same age as Harden, pretty much. Yeah, I, mean, I don't I don't see the Clippers doing that. Um, Levine is interesting. I, I, I like her. I mean, I like yeah. it. You know, so do I. 
I would, you know, if I had to pick between the three, I would like to see how that package would look. Um, with Levine, I don't know if the Levine and the Rosen package and all of I don't know. I don't think that with Maxi and James necessarily work. Yeah, it'd be a little harder, I think. But just the one, yeah. I like that. He's young, score the ball, and get number two or three option. Yep. Can catch and shoot, can handle it. Got a little size too. He's not that small. Um I like I like that. Yeah, the Clippers is not sexy at all, but it, it's got the deals at least got a youngish player entering his prime in his prime and Terrence Mann, who's been pretty good from three, actually. I think he's like 39%. Well, you know, you just like you you never like if these deals work and you know, you know, we could get Levine in the package, the Clippers and can go to Chicago. Exactly. That's why I like about the two first rounders that uh O'Connor um proposed. It, it, it's that can just be shipped somewhere else, right? In a three team deal. Yeah. So yeah, the, the the two first rounders is what a lot of teams are looking for for a good, a really, really good player on on you know with a couple more years left in their deal. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if we can, if we could pull off a three team deal and somehow keep like Terrence Mann, ship off the two first rounders, maybe the expiring contracts, and get Levine, I would be ecstatic with that, considering. You know, people were scared about Harden leaving for nothing two weeks ago, right? Yeah. Um, you you weren't. You always stuck to the. Yeah. <laughs> no matter what, we're gonna get. We're we're gonna trade him if nothing else. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people were very like scared. They're getting you know on the edge about you know what's gonna happen. We're gonna walk. We're gonna get nothing. We're gonna be worse next year. Uh, that thirty five million dollars will go to waste. So we ended up with Terrence Mann and Levine. I I would be I'd be really happy. Um, with that. Um. Yeah, it, it's 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 tough though because yeah, I don't think we're gonna get PG. I think I think I read that report recently that Wendy said PG's not even on the table. Mm-hmm. So that's that's not that's not gonna happen. Um. The other questions that people are speculating too is, do you do you just try to say don't get a star in this trade, get as many assets as possible, and possibly flip those and Maxi for like a Lillard? That's the other thing people are, are speculating on. You just try to get as many assets as possible and get a giant deal for like a major superstar to put with Embiid. Um, I don't know. Sound that's, good. Yeah, Sound good. Yeah. But yeah, that's all it is. Right if you can make that happen, I'm sure we'll all be game, but I just don't see it happening. Yeah. Yeah. That's tough. That That's like, I just think you get get a good mix of the youngest talent possible assets. And if you can get even like a budding star or an all-star, I, I think you'd be happy with that. I, I think if you can get Levine, that would be a very, very good deal for us. Yeah, a combination of Levine and Mann would be, be pretty, awesome. pretty amazing. I mean, if you told me we're going to lose James but get Terrence Mann and Levine, I, would, I mean, I'd, I'd say how. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I wouldn't even think it's possible. So, yeah, obviously PG would fit really well, but they're trading for Harden so they could put with PG and Kawhi. So, I don't know how. I don't know why they would do. Yeah, that. that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know why they why they're making that move to then trade one of those guys. Like, and actually, in doing that and trading them Harden and getting a 2028 and 2030 round for 
the 2031st round pick, you're kind of ensuring that they're going to have a hard fall off at some point. I mean, Paul's 33, I think, and had major injury problems. I think Kawhi just turned 32, right? 32 I believe so. um, who's had a lot of injury problems. Harden, we're not paying long-term probably because we worry about his long-term skills declining. So 28, 30 first-round picks, pretty valuable. So we'll see. But who knows? Roster turnover in the NBA happens so often. It's crazy. It. <laughs> well, know? look at us, for instance. We might pretty much go through an entire makeover with the exception of like Maxi, and even he's being thrown out there. Like people are still speculating. Yeah, but Maxi and Embiid and maybe, maybe Melton, because a lot of people were throwing in Tucker to these deals, saying we'd love to throw in Tucker to one of those hard deals to shed, you know, 11 more million off our salary cap. So, well, I think that's also coming with the fact that. Tucker only signed to play with Harden and Philadelphia. That I mean, that was the kind of the reports last year. That was year. one of them, yeah. So, and twelve million is twelve million, especially with these new cap restrictions. Yeah. Do you guys? I mean, just a sidebar question: Who do you think will get traded first between Harden or Tobias? Do you think everything is going to start within our Sixers offseason? Everything has to start with this Harden trade before we can get anything done, or do you think Tobias can be moved before him? I, I think. Um... Question will go first if, if, if they go individually. Um, because I think the difference is I don't think Tobias is necessarily seeking one. No, that's just Marcus yeah, that's true. Agent, all his people pushing him out the door, but he hasn't <laughs> come out and said, Hey, I want to get traded. Um, his contract has looked exciting, as Tasia says. But I think James is. I think James wants to get it done immediately so he can know where he's going. But I, and I think that they are him and his agent are pushing for it, which means that they're talking and being aggressive with it. Yeah, I, I think Tobias from Tobias' standpoint, I think I've said it before that I felt that they would kind of wait and see how the landscape is going to go with the first hits of free agency before yep. that deal was made. And who you can get for Harden now. Now that yes. changes a lot with Tobias. Yes. Also, too, I mean, look, Harrison Barnes just did his extension. Really fair. What was it? Uh, 20? Three years, $54 million. You told me Tobias will sign a similar extension. I'd say don't don't go anywhere. Similar to that, within one or two million, I would, I would be fine with him staying this year and signing an extension. That's a great, fantastic deal for uh, Harrison Barnes. I would love that kind of extension for Tobias. Um, maybe we're keeping that in mind. Who knows? I mean, I mean that market has been established. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So we'll see. I think Harden goes first. They're saying. I mean, I read reports to say we'll sit on him. We'll sit on him like we sat on Simmons. Maybe that's just Maury leaking that to scare teams into upping it. But uh, teams with the 125 percent rule can send out a lot less salary now to get Harden before the deadline. So they're maybe pressuring teams to send out their best offer like today. So yeah. we'll see if it goes by today. I think it can go on a while. If not today, then a while, I think. When the hamstring yeah, I just, I just don't see, I just don't see James showing up to camp and I think he'll show up. But now there was Ben. Uh, we've seen, I'm saying, but we've seen James when he's disinterested. We've seen how that go. Mm-hmm. But I think the fact that it worked with Ben, even though he just didn't even come to practice anymore, and we got 
a good amount for him in a trade. Yeah, I mean, but, but that's what I'm saying. I don't think James will sit, James will not be in, injured and set out. We've seen that the personalities are different. James yeah. can come there and be friends with the team and still kind of pull the morale down. Yeah, that's, that's true. For a team, I'm just saying, if you're saying you're trying to win a championship, we can't sit on that. Yeah. I don't think you can do both. Yeah. Yeah, we at least got to make it look like we have time, though. I don't <laughs> think you can do both. You got to put out You got to put out the word out there that, uh, you know, we're back up. <laughs> we're back up. <laughs> That's for one of Eric's favorite shows, The Wire. Oh, you're a big Wire fan, Eric? Yeah, yes, definitely. Yeah. One of the best TV shows of all time. Word up. Back up. Last topic here. Uh, So Sixers are not going to be giving Tyrese Maxey an extension just yet. Um, Report is to give us more flexibility to possibly clear a pathway to bring in a Max player next summer. Um, What are your guys' thoughts on this whole thing? I mean, he... I think Maxie's going to get his deal. Uh, I think just waiting, um, you know, when he hits free agency, he just has a lower cap hold. So then you're able to bring in another player because higher player, higher salary player because he has, um, you know, a lower cap hold. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that he's a restricted free agent, which means you can match any deal. I don't think it would come down to them having to match his deal, but the team sort of still has the advantage with that. So I think it gets done um, with him. I just think it's a strategic thing um, and maybe something, maybe hopefully that's been communicated to him and his people that, Hey, maybe let's, you know, let's work this out for next year and, Work with this year. Why, you know? Yeah. So, I don't even know if that's legal to do that, but I, I would, I assume that it's been some, you know, and I believe Rich is his agent. Yeah. That it's been some form of communication because if you're Rich Paul and 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 they're just like, no, nah, we're not signing your guy. This guy putting up twenty plus numbers a game and one of the top number, the third best record in the league, and you like, what's going on here? So I, yep. yeah, there's some form of communication going on there. Yeah. Yeah. I just yeah, it's, it's I think I think it is literally just to have flexibility to uh, be able to sign someone for next year. There's a lot of good free agents out there too. If we if we do clear our cap. Um yeah. but I did read um because of doing this and not being extension eligible for the next year, we would lose a year on his deal, right? Is that how it works? I'm not sure on that. I'm not necessarily sure. Okay, I th- I, th- I thought I read that. It'd be like I don't think you, you you lose a year. I mean, most of the extensions are come with that don't really kick in until like another year on the current deal. Okay, you know what I'm saying. So I think that's the year you're you're missing that year if you wait because he get an extension now. He still has another year next year. Sort of, you look at Jordan Poole's like Jordan Poole signed that deal, but his deal was not kicking in until this coming season, even though he signed his deal last year. Yeah. And then we'd be, I mean, if someone else did sign him anyway, he's restricted, we would just match anything anyway. So 
Yeah, that's what I mean. That's the leverage the team has. Yeah, yeah. But you know, you're, you're you don't want to make you don't want to piss him and his agent off either, though. That's the other part of it. So, like you yeah, said, as long as there's communication, I, 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 think okay. it, I think if he's getting his deal, it's, it's it'll all be solved. Yeah, he still yeah. he's not. It's not like him signing the extension and him signing next year. Um, he'll get the same amount of money. There is a risk and him playing the season and getting injured. Are you going to still give him that deal that you would have given him in September or October? Yeah, yeah. That's the risk. Yeah, um, I don't even want to think about that right now. <laughs> I'm just saying, season, as, yeah. from a player standpoint, you got to look at it like that. Yep, yep. That's why people get the extensions because they don't want to deal with that risk. Yep. That's why most, you know, it's in most guys, it doesn't come down to when they have that option, most of them don't become free agents. Yeah. This offseason is going to be even more exciting. It went from maybe being like cookie cutter offseason. It was just running it back, getting hardened, and then keeping our guys, I mean, as many free agents as possible on our team to like multiple, possible multiple trades, three-way trades, all these different things happening with us. So it's, it is now going to be a crazy offseason for us, I think. Yeah. It'll definitely make for an entertaining one. Yeah. And we'll be here every step of the way talking <laughs> yeah. about the circus. We're going to find out immediately how, how it's going down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it will. I, yeah. I think if it doesn't ha- I, I do think if it doesn't happen in the next 24 hours, I could see it playing out a while. We've, after he sat on Simmons for that long, a guy who wasn't yeah. even showing up and yeah, still got I, I, I just think it's, diff- I think it's different, though, because it's, you know, James has one year and Ben had just signed. Yes. So, and moving Ben and his deal and everything that just happened was going to be harder. Yeah. Um, whereas James in the last year's deal is not, is not going to be as difficult to move with that. So it's going to come down to what you're taking back. Um, so I think it gets done before the season. If, if James still wants to move on, I think it gets done before the season. I don't know if it gets done this week, but it wouldn't surprise me if it gets done this week, if it gets done fairly quickly. I just, I think if, because like I said, teams want to move on. So some, this may hold up some things. Yeah. It's, hold, it's holding it up our offseason for up, sure. Don't you think? You know, the moves we make, it may hold up some moves teams. Other yeah, teams make. totally. So it would not surprise me if this happens pr- fairly quickly from that yeah. standpoint. So um, yeah, before we end the show, uh, so you think the next time we meet on the show, will James Harden still be on the roster, or will he not be on the roster? If you if you, if you had to make a, a, a smart bet, where would you put your money? I, w- I would say in a week, um, he would probably be not be a six. If I had a to week, he's not. Wow, seven seven to ten days, I would say he's not. Deja. You come, coming out of summer league, I think he's he's it's a done deal. I don't I don't think he I don't think he lasts through July, definitely. Wow. I think he's still with us in a week. Damn. I do. You really do. So when when can when can, when can players when can players sign their deals? I think they can start announcing today or they can start so whenever, um, whenever players can sign their free agent deals, I think by the time that comes, we'll know where he's going. In my, if I'm getting, if I'm betting and guessing, yes, that's my opinion. That's what I will say. I think if we get by the start of the new 
season when it goes from the 125 rule to the 110 rule if he's still with us then it, it, it cuts out some of the urgency from those teams to get a deal done because they have to send out a lot more salary to bring james back so i think at that point i think we i think it would be a while so i think if it happens it'll happen does that all kick in tomorrow or the first yeah and I, yeah i think it's i thought it was the 30th at six i thought 30 to 6 p.m i thought that was the first was it that was july 1st yeah, so if it, what I'm saying is, if it's the first, I thought it was the first. If it's July 30th, the deal can be done and won't be finalized until the 30th. Ah, uh, yeah. So yeah, what? Okay, so the 30th or the first, so the next two days. I think if he's if he's still with us after the first, I think he'll be with us for a little while. I think we're just going to ride it out and try to get the best deal possible. Right, I just think with the with the Simmons, the reason why I think it's different is the fact that we we literally waited. We had all these all offers, but we literally waited. Harden to ask out, and that's when he threw that demonstrated. I mean, I, I yeah, I, I, just, don't. I just, I just don't. I think I, I'm, I'm firm on the rate, the way, I, the reason why I think it is for him to um, opt in. He opt in to get traded, and I don't think he's opting yeah. in to find out where he's going. And the team is like, hey, we'll, you know, we're going to facilitate this. I don't think they're doing this. To string this out for another month, I, just don't I don't. See yeah, that. I don't. I don't think we'd like to. I. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I just don't. I just don't see that happen. I just don't think that it, it holds up. What teams are going to do for thirty days? Yeah, just, just yeah. That's why I said it's different than the Tobias thing because Tobias isn't pushing for it. But you, yes. I firmly believe that James, if he's not getting the deal there, he's pushing and he's pushing and he's pushing. And that's where the relationship with Maury and him may come in because Maury, he going to be like, dude, I know you. And you're going to sit up here and hold me like this? Yeah. I don't think that happens with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a relationship killer right there. It, it's true. It, it really That's why it's a weird situation. But Maury also is never one to get bullied. I don't think he's getting bullied, but I think he don't like being called unfair. <laughs> that's also true. It's, it's, it's a really yeah. weird one. I, I think we get we – Because at the end of the day, let's be honest – is it more of Maury made James or is it more of James made Maury? Yeah. That ain't for you all to answer. It ain't for anybody to answer. I can speculate. But you can speculate. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You can speculate. We'll speculate all day and night. Yeah, there you go. I do think, because a lot of people said there's no way that this opt-in was announced without something already being in the works, even. Like something that might even be in the works. If we had a good offer with no PG, with a bunch of assets, Maury right now is probably trying to get a third team to get us who we really want. Oh, that's great, Clippers. I, that's, I what like I think it, that's what I think is going to happen. Um, so you think it's already like in the works? I think, it's quick, I think the parameters of it is probably already there. And they're probably, yeah. uh, I don't like this, I don't like that, kind of working out some kinks. Let's call um, around. Sort of like, see what else we can get it's here. sort of like we were hearing that Boston was going to trade Brogdon to the Clippers and get Porzingis, and all of a sudden, oh, that's yeah. not going to work. And then the next day they come out with him, Marcus Smart, going to Memphis. Yeah. I just – I think it's going to be like that. Just I being tinkered with. So, we'll see. Yeah. All right. Until yeah, next time. Definitely going to see. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Uh, next 24 hours and next whole week until our next show. So, um, yeah, happy NBA free agency to everybody out there. All right. Man. Be safe. One time of the year. Yeah. <laughs>
But um, all right, well, uh, that does it for us. We'll see you guys next week, and I uh, hope you guys uh, enjoy the uh, the opening weekend of an NBA free agency. All right, take it easy. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.